Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. guys this is misty and this is lattes and legends so i got the funk that was going around so i'm sick so that's cool you get to hear my sultry whiskey and cigarettes voice good morning it's sunday happy Time change for those of you that don't live in Arizona. Um, yeah, I thought I was really sleeping in maybe till like 10. And when I woke up, the sun was out and it was 7. So that's cool. Um, so hi. Yeah, sorry I did not get a thing or a Halloween episode in. Um, I was not feeling it. So I hope everyone had a great Halloween. It's now November. I don't know where that whole month of October went, but it's cool. Um, just a few things really fast. I wanted to share with you guys a few things I've been listening to. Um, in the realm of true crime, which seems to be everyone's passion right about now. I just like listening to the podcast, guys. Um, you guys can ask my high school psychology teacher about all the research I did on true crime and how she probably thought I was going to be a serial killer because of my obsession. Um, so it's not new for me. So, yeah, I'll even give you her info because she'll probably tell you she thought I was crazy. Anyway... I've been listening to a lot of Crimes of Passion, Serial Killers, and Sports Criminals, and also Villains. All of these, I guess, are on the Parcast Network, so I guess I'm supporting those guys. Um, thanks to new Instagram followers. I have a few. Um, 
But I would love more. Thanks to all the new Twitter followers and check out my Facebook. Um, Lattes and Legends podcast. And then the website, lattesandlegendspodcast.com. And the Patreon is patreon.com slash lattesandlegends. If you do become a Patreon um, hmm. patron, hmm, donator, can, I don't know, um, person who likes to give me money, you will get a gift every month from me in some form or fashion. It could be a physical gift. It could be, um, I don't know, who knows what it'll be, but it'll be for me. And it is my way of saying thank you. There's stickers available and coffee mugs on the website as well. And if you do end up being a patron for my Patreon, you will also get um, those items depending on how much you donate. So that would be fabulous. Unless you guys just want to straight up sponsor this podcast, that would be cool too. Anyway, I've been doing a lot of... um, my second slash third, fourth jobs, um, which is writing for some freelance clients. And the latest one I've been writing for, um, they do a ghost tour. And so I've been writing about haunted places for them. And I just finished up Key West, And as I was writing about this last one, I thought I have to do this on my podcast because it is pretty stinking creepy. Oh, and by the way, I just got a latte, a vanilla one. I cannot taste it because of my sickness, um, which leads me to believe I should have gotten tea instead, but I just needed the jolt. So we'll see how this goes with my vanilla latte. All right, so here we are. I think this is episode 24. Hmm. Could be wrong. Could be right. Who knows? And then the first story I'm going to tell you about is Captain Tony's Saloon. If I have time to do my second one, which is another bar, I will. So Captain Tony's Saloon is in Key West. So I found information on Wikipedia, HuffPost.com, and CapTonySaloon.com. So here we go. Most trips to Key West involve a visit to the most famous bar on Duval Street, Sloppy Joe's. But for those who would like a little history, there's a lot that went on at Sloppy Joe's that eventually turned into Captain Tony's. So Sloppy Joe's was a place where um, Ernest Hemingway loved to hang out, Jimmy Buffett, Shel Silverstein, a lot of famous authors, poets. Um, So Sloppy Joe's was on Green Street in Key West, and it opened in the 30s. Um, And so it was there for about eight years. The rent went up a dollar a week, so the owner said, I can't do this anymore. Um, So that's when Captain Tony's was born. Um, and a man named Captain Tony actually purchased the bar, hence the name. The building housing Captain Tony Saloon has a history as colorful as the town of Key West. The building was first constructed in 1852, and it was an ice house and the city morgue. 
<laughs> in the 1890s, it was a wireless telegraph station. Ooh. And um, in 1912, it was a cigar factory. Later, it was a, a bordello and a bar, which was very popular with the Navy, hence the location of the city of Key West. After that, there were speakeasies in there. One of them was even called the Blind Pig, and it specialized in gambling, women, and bootlegging. Yes. All right. Um, here we go. Ba, ba, ba. As the bar was now Captain Tony's, Jimmy Buffett first got his start there. Jimmy Buffett played Captain Tony's in the early 70s and was often paid in tequila. Oh, what a deal. On occasion, Jimmy still makes appearances at the bar, but he usually will just perform at his own bar that's called Margarita Bill Cafe. The bar was sold in 1989 by the owner, Captain Tony, but it continued to um, he did continue to be there, greet customers and his fans until he died in 2008. All right. So I'm going to take a bite of my delicious pastry. Hmm. The building has a very long history. I also mentioned that it had a very macabre history. Um, when you think about it being a morgue, it's a bit frightening. Um, inside the bar, there's a very large tree, um, and it's still growing. It's in the middle of the bar, and that's what they call the hanging tree. So the building was built around this tree. It's still there, um, and some people say it even still has leaves on it, and even though it looks like it's pretty much dead, it's going strong. So this was called the hanging tree. Just remember that. At least 75 people were hung here for piracy, murder, and other crimes. The tree extends through the roof. And actually Hurricane Irma took top of it off, but it's still sprouting twigs and leaves inside the dusty bar. Alright, so in the 1980s, the owners of the bar are like, we need to renovate this. We get that it's got this historical feel to it, but, you know, it's it's not a dive bar. We want it to be something different. So they started to refurbish the bar. Uh, they started with the floors. So all of the floorboards were taken up to reveal the bones of 15 to 18 people. Yep, that's right. Dead bodies. Whee. Among them was a gravestone for a young woman named Elvira Drew. Elvira was married. She was in her mid-teens. Um, her husband was abusive and alcoholic, and he was in his 50s. Yikes. So she died in 1822 when she was 19. She was hanged, you guessed it, on the hanging tree. Um, on the winter solstice, this was about 200 years ago, she killed her husband um, because of his abusive ways. Self-defense wasn't really a thing back then, so 
she was hanged. Her gravestone is actually next to the pool table in Captain Tony's saloon. And, uh, yeah. That's one. Just one. There's another gravestone in the bar underneath the old hanging tree that belongs to Ariba Sawyer. She lived in Key West from 1900 to 1950. Upon her death, her husband found scandalous letters between his wife and another man. The letters detailed their trysts and how they would arrange to meet at Captain Tony's saloon. The husband dragged her tombstone from the cemetery into the bar, placed it under the tree, and supposedly said, if this is where she wants to be, this is where she will stay. <clears throat> Yikes. There are far more bodies underneath the floor than there are gravestones. Some graves are flush with current floor level and some rest beneath it. So wherever you step, you're basically walking on someone's grave. And before you leave, make sure you say goodbye to the resident skeleton who is now propped up and dressed inside the bar. Um, I had a few more stories. I didn't put these in my notes. Sorry. Um, so we talked about Elvira. Um, also, there is... There's some rumors of a woman um, that that visitors call the Lady in Blue. They see her ghost, and um, she actually was hanged on the hanging tree too. Um, she murdered her two sons and her husband. She was immediately found, and they hung her in her blue dress that was covered in her family's blood. Mm. Uh, many people say that she's the first ghost to be seen in Captain Tony's and she walks around doing God knows what in the bar and because she is wearing a blue dress that's why she's referred to as the lady in blue common sense um, and there was one more and um, there was a young woman who came into the building when it was a speakeasy and she was looking for her husband I'm not sure if what was happening at the time, but she needed to find him. Um, so she went into the speakeasy with her infant child in her arms, and she saw her husband drinking and canoodling with another woman. Um, and that's when she just mentally broke. She ran into the ladies' room, killed her child, and then put the body under a blanket and left it there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm going to talk about a little about the um, staff members that work at the bar and some encounters that they have seen. Um, okay. One woman reported that she tried to go into the first stall of the women's restroom, but it was locked. When she went into the second stall, she noticed that no one was in the first one. Before leaving the bar that evening, she went back in, only to find that the stall was still locked. And before she knew what was happening, the outside door to the restroom opened and closed, although no one could be seen. When she went into the back stall, she heard the first door. Uh, the, her, she heard the door of the first stall unlock and slam. Alarmed, she jumped up to see what was happening, and still no one was in there. When she walked out, the first stall was locked again. See, I don't know, guys, I used to work at a restaurant and bar, and when that first stall was always locked, I always blamed it on a child locking it and then crawling 
grossly around on the floor and getting out, but that's where my head always goes. All right, so the bar is currently owned by a man named Joe Farber. He says that he's a, a skeptic when it comes to the ghosts and paranormal things, so he shared some experiences online as well. Oh, and by the way, this website is called ghostsandgravestones.com, and uh, it may or may not be the... Um, freelance client that I'm working for. It may or may not be. Um, anyway, one night alone around 4 a.m., Joe heard a voice calling out to him. He got up from his desk to investigate, but saw that no one was there. Hold, please. Joe, I realize that you own a bar. Why are you working at 4 a.m.? Go to bed. He walked to the back of the bar and he noticed the back doors were wide open, even though he'd locked them hours before. Unable to explain the voice he heard, he simply brushed it off. After a few, until a few years later, when the same voice called out to him again. This time the voice said, Joe, don't leave. Joe ran to check the back doors and this time they were locked. He found nothing out of the ordinary throughout the bar, so he went home. Hours later, Around 6 a.m., Joe got a call from the police saying that they found the body of a young teenage girl in front of the bar. It seems that she'd called her mother just after overdosing on pills to con commit suicide. Her mother called the police, and later they found her body in front of Captain Tony's. Joe believes the voice was trying to tell him to stay, that he might have been the one to save the girl's life. Only that spirit knows for sure. Um... Other experiences many bar patrons have described are cold spots in the hallway, especially near the women's restroom, doors opening and closing without anyone around, stalls locked with no one inside. Um, one patron reported that he tried to touch the hanging tree and he had to go to the emergency room because once he touched it, he received third degree burns on his hands. Ugh. So yeah, that is the chilling story of Captain Tony's saloon in Key West. Go visit. It sounds like it's a cool place. The pictures look pretty cool. There's one spot in the bar that has like all these bras and underwear just hanging around it. So I don't know what kind of buffoonery happens in there, but it sounds awesome. Um, so... Um, here we go. The ghosts of El Moro. Hold on, guys. Sorry. I'm having a little bit of a moment. All right. So I found information from this story um, on elmorotavern.com, dgomag.com, durangoherald.com. And uh, this is a place I know very well because it's where I live. And now I will triangulate myself because it is in Durango, Colorado, where this podcast is coming from. Um, so anyway, I first found out about this story when I was doing some research when I thought I was going to be writing a book about Durango. Um, but uh, it's a different story for another time. 
So, yeah. This is it. It's called El Moro. Now it is a bar slash restaurant tavern. It's delicious. You should go there all the time. Anyway, it's the site of perhaps Durango's most famous shooting. When in January 1906, Durango Deputy Marshal Jesse Stancil and La Plata County Sheriff William Thompson dueled outside of what is now known as El Moro Spirits and Tavern. It's also the site of some of Durango's freakiest ghost stories. But are they really connected? Are they? Reportedly having had his share of drinking, Thompson walked out of El Moro, approached Stancil, and got really mouthy over Stancil's alleged lax enforcement of gambling laws. The exchange ended in a shootout. Both men wounded multiple times, and Thompson dead en route to the hospital. It was an odd and tragic death, and plenty of details make Thompson a lost soul candidate. There were conflicting accounts about who fired the first shot. At some point, Thompson was shot in the back, and perhaps not by Stancil. Thompson's clothes were burned at Hood Mortuary, and Stancil was ultimately acquitted of Thompson's death. All right, there's the story. Um, here we go. Now... I think I have a little bit more. There's also a documentary that was done about um, the uh, shooting of Sheriff Thompson. Um, I guess it was in 2015. Um, I'm not really finding the title of the documentary, but apparently it was done in 2015. 15. Um, you could probably look it up. So I don't know if, that's, if you're into that. So the shooting death of the sheriff and now some ghost stories. Um, here we go. Since opening in the summer of 2013, a number of El Moro employees have had encounters with the paranormal or the unexplained. Some believe it is to be the ghost of Thompson, who's been offered a shrine atop the bar, complete with his own bottle of whiskey and a shot, which, spookily, needs to be refilled, refilled occasionally. It used to be called El Moro Saloon, and now it's officially El Moro Spirits and Tavern. After reading the stories that follow, you'll understand what is really meant by spirits. Do, do, do. All right, so one bartender says, one night, it was a Friday, it was a really busy shift, full bar. I'm ringing out someone at the cash register, and as I'm at the register, I just see a champagne flute come off the rack and turn sideways in the air and drop straight down. The way it came off the rack didn't make sense. It was like it was falling off or something. The way it fell was so crazy to me. I see it fall and look around the bar like, did anyone else just see this? So everybody's just chatting along. It's busy. So I looked down, picked up the glass, and went to the other side of the bar. And I was like, I don't know what I just saw. From then on, I was a little more of a believer that something small, but it is, I mean... It would make sense if there was a jamming party or something, the walls were vibrating, it falls off, but it was smooth, turn and drop. There have been other times that I've been closing the place down by myself, 
I see out of the corner of my eye something in the kitchen dance or just walk through shadow style. This was all before I saw the cocktail glass come off and drop to the ground. So I always thought in my mind was that my mind was playing tricks on me. And when I saw this happen, I was like, maybe these guys aren't messing around with me after all. This is another bartender manager story. She said, this coffee filter basket just came out of the dishwasher. There was a group of a few of us standing around, and I put this thing back in. I turn around, and all of a sudden, I hear something crash on the floor, and this thing just popped out and hit a girl that was standing here in the back. She was like, um, did you just throw something at me? Probably a good 10 seconds later, before it shot right out. It was really spooky. We were standing in the corner polishing glasses one night, and this girl, Crystal, who used to work here, was standing right underneath a cheese grater lamp. And the light bulb popped out, hitting the ceiling, and then shattered on the ground next to her. The lamp was smoking. That was probably the weirdest for me. All right, so here is another story. I've run out multiple times. When we first opened, I'd closed by myself, and there were like three different times when I left the bar came back at six o'clock in the morning to clean because I was so terrified. You'd see shadows. I'm not even kidding. So you would see in the back kitchen, people just walk back and forth and you'd look back there and there was nothing there. You'd feel that void, you know, when something's right behind you, but the void is just space. So I would feel that behind me. And they've heard swishing on the floor, like a lady's skirt. People thought I was crazy. Um, all right, and one more story. This is from a chef. I get here fairly early in the morning, usually about six or so. I come in, the place is dark, obviously. I was back there in the prep area, and there's a compression door down the hallway that you press on it, and it makes a noise. I was in the prep area with my back to the door at 6.15, and the door goes whap, whap, whap. I thought, okay. I have a cleaning guy that comes in. He must be here. About five minutes later, I went to get my cup of coffee and realized it was everything was still dark up there. Huh. Cleaner's not here. That's really strange. So I went back to the prep area, and I wasn't thinking about it. I don't believe in ghosts. But I had my back to the door again, and I hear the sound again. Whap, whap, whap. I turn around, and the door was swinging, and then it stopped. Again, I don't believe in ghosts. So I was like, okay, that's weird. So I went to the bathroom, closed the door, obviously, and the compression door started slamming against the wall again for about another 30 seconds, just slamming itself again and again. There are actually marks where some of the plaster had come off from the slamming. Mm. Yikes. So there's a couple of stories for you about bars that could be haunted. It's funny because every time I go into El Moro, I think about the stories of the haunted bar. And then I think about the stories of my haunted little town. So you never know. Um, sorry, this was so short and sweet. Again, I'm not feeling so great. So I will talk to you guys next week, hopefully Friday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.